Commodity? Yeah. Yeah, it's, sure, a, it's an industry. Not. It's bigger than ever. It's an industry. It's bigger than ever. And it's been huge for the past 15 years, and I think now we're kind of at the peak of it. I feel like everyone and their mother does fantasy now. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, plus the like the daily fantasy betting. Yeah. I don't even want to get into that. But, yeah, it's a, it's a whole industry. And I know that there have been uh, people in the past who've tried to get movie fantasy going. Sure. Right? Um, I think I participated in something to the effect on, like, the old box office mojo, maybe? I don't know if that sounds right. But um, you're very proficient in fantasy sports, I would say. Would you? Uh, yeah, I, sp- I spend a lot. I certainly spend a lot of my time... How it uh, works, focused on it, what it does, uh, how to do it. Yeah. How would you create a fantasy movie league? Um, I think the most viable one that I've seen has been like fantasy award season. Okay. Where you've kind of got your your pool of contenders that you draft from because that that has the clearest consistency uh, yeah, of like, yeah and yeah. like wins and losses defined sure. things like that uh could you not do one for the box office i i don't know i mean i think it, i think it would have to be it would have to be a different thing mm. uh, I, feel, I feel like i've seen seen games where like you try to predict the top 10 on uh on the box office that week sure I uh, and like there, I think there's something there, but it's it's tougher because there's there's new players every week. There are new players every week, but also the same players. Like if a movie opens, it's like around for like at least four weeks. Yeah, but it's not good anymore. That's true. But then uh, couldn't you adjust it so like you're not going off like money made, but maybe still you're going off per theater average or drop. You know what I mean? Like it kind of it segments it from like, you know, let's use like football as an analogy. So a, a receiver who gets like four touches for like 100 yards gets you a lot of points. Right. Yeah. But then you kind of augment the algorithm where the next week that same receiver gets two touches and 50 points and the drop isn't so minimal. Because like it held okay, sure that kind of thing. Yeah, and I I think that there is something there that would help out for like two or three weeks, but then, like eventually, you're just going to get to a point where, you okay. know, I've got uh, I've got saw on my team. Yeah, and like it's been three weeks and it's just not relevant at all anymore. Though well, that's true, but like you know that way, like a Top Gun Maverick is like a seventeen point getter sure. for like ten weeks. Yeah, because you drafted it. You know, and you could do like at the beginning of the year or you draft per season, like, you know, winter, summer, fall. Uh-huh. Uh, and those are your draft picks, like the movies that are coming out, that kind of thing. 
Yeah, that, I, I definitely think there's something there, but it, it would take a lot more. It would take a lot of work of this, like maybe like sort of slots. compensating for things falling off. Then yeah, I mean maybe like it's you you do it based on like the slots you put them in, right? So you have like five slots, uh-huh. and number one gets you like the most points for the most success, and then if you slot, you know, if you think like a movie's gonna drop harder. Uh, then this other movie, you put it lower on the slot. So the lower you put a movie and the harder it drops, the less penalized point wise you get. Sure. For your yeah, movie, you're, that you're, kind you're of thing. You're kind of like shorting it. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I just watched a happy endings episode where he goes, This is a this is worse than Dave trying to explain the stock market. And the cyber crash. He goes, You see they what happened was they they doubled down <laughs> the subsidies. Is that where he keeps going, let me back up. <laughs> let me back up. Yeah. Um but yeah, something like that where it's like it's not based on, you know, um, stats compared to the other ones. But like, you know, if a movie's in the second weekend, you slot it lower. And if a movie is expanding, you kind of put it, you know, I don't know I'm saying there. We'll yeah. never do it, but I hope somebody does. Yeah, I mean, it's it's well it's well beyond my sort of capability to project things so it will have to be someone else's project but, but you're i'll the play fantasy guy i'm the i'm the fantasy player i could not have devi- designed what your fantasy jacket football says. either <laughs> the fantasy player um anyway it was a thought yeah i and i i think like the i think the award season ones are good i think like you know trying to we should do an award we should find an award season one and do it this year sure because we see everything yeah we we'll pay t- attention. yeah we'll take a uh, take a shot we, at we, it i'm we, in we pay attention all right uh hello everyone and welcome to the 247th episode of what's in the box office your weekly look in movies and the money they make reach week we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah. And uh, sure my fantasy is. teams are doing pretty well this week. Uh, <laughs> Mine, since the beginning, hasn't done great. And it's, it's, it's touch and go for you. I now am projected to lose. G. Wilson has six receptions, 43 yards. He has 10 points just at the end of the second. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, we need, need him to fall off. Zach Wilson's having like the first good game of his career. It's tough timing. I, whereas the Philadelphia defense sucked, Debo was a mistake to put in, and I yeah I need T Lawrence to play well again. Justin Hurts, Jalen Hurts, why you gotta hurt me like that, buddy? Overtime final, three hundred and nineteen yards, two touchdowns. That is, that is that is pretty good. That is Lawrence that is at two oh seven with one touchdown. I watched that dumb Toy Story thing i watched some of it too i mean like i watched highlights of it on twitter i watched it live and for what anyway go ahead uh we were off last week and so we did not get to talk about the expendables (laughs) is that gonna be your your top five as an expendables thing uh yeah i have you kill off in the expendables i have ranked uh the top five most expendable Expendables. Wow, I was right. You're gonna kill them. <laughs> Which cast is you taking the whole uh, the whole franchise? Yeah, throughout throughout the franchise, okay. the the people that I I deemed to have been like a part of it, because it's kind of hard to tell. The movies have like ten people in them. Yeah, right. Originally, I was like, Charisma like, Carpenter was an expendable, but well, no, she was like that. Bruce Willis's girlfriend or something. Yeah, oh boy. and. Uh, 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 like Harrison Ford's in like one scene that he yeah, and he's just a CIA agent. I didn't yeah. count the CIA agents. Sure. I, when did you do this? Last I, week? Uh, yeah, I did this last week. That's fine. 
I my number five, and this is uh, not speaking to them as performers, but specifically as like people I want on the Expendables, uh-huh. which is why my number five is Kelsey Grammer. I <laughs> uh, love Kelsey Grammer. Frazier's great. His Beast is great. Uh, people liked The Boss His for a while. His Beast is great. Yeah, sure. Boss looks like Chicago show. Uh, he's a, a, a contentious figure at times. Perhaps a bit prickly. I'm not sure. I don't know the man. Uh, but Republican. Doesn't really strike me as a yeah, commando type. And I I, I, pr- I presume his character was, you know, more of like a a support type. You know, he maybe he I'm makes sure bombs he was in one or scene. like. Oh, no, I'm sure he was in one scene also. It's just like, hey, everyone, what are you doing here? What yeah, and he, he's he's the guy that like one of the other Expendables knew from back in Da Nang, yeah. and was like, I have a, I have a hookup. We can stay at his place tonight. I. But like this isn't who should be cast in this movie. This is we're well we're well beyond the premise, and now it's just Kelsey Grammer's in this, and that's yeah. weird. Yeah. I uh, number four is Terry Crews. Okay. I, all right. Sure. I porn addict. Yeah. Is that is that the case? Yep. All right. That's tough. I. I fought one. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like, problem a, it seems like it's had, hard to come back from. He had with his wife and stuff. It's fine. They talked it out. They were on some shows. All right. I am I am happy for them. I think of Terry Crews as pretty much exclusively a comedic actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can make his pecs bounce. Sure. And so like, can I. We're <laughs> just not as formed as his. We all can do it, Terry. You're not impressive. I. <laughs> uh, no, he's funny though. He's got good. Yeah, dance yeah, moves. he's funny and like he has he's the physique dancer. for it. So like I, yeah, I kind of get it. But also, like I don't want my Expendables to be funny. I want them to be big actiony guys. Okay. I I forgot you're not making your picks for your Expendables. No, yeah, these are these I'm are caught up again. Right. Yeah, these are the most expendable, which is why number three, more expendable than either Kelsey Grammer or Terry Crews, is Chuck Norris, Oof. who on the one hand like perfectly fits the bill of what the expendables were sold as old washed up action stars. Yeah. That you would like people, people were fond of at one point and want to see come back for a last hurrah. Right. Uh, and so sure he fits in on the other hand, I, uh, the, the culture of the mid two thousands went so hard at the Chuck Norris thing. Mm-hmm. And I just, I haven't gotten over it. I, I want I want no piece of Chuck Norris in in any capacity. Sure. Uh, not really his fault. You know, he he leaned into it a little bit and got a little mile, mileage out of it. And I don't blame him. But uh, it's it's just it's just the way it worked. Sorry. You were you were memed too hard and too early and it it ruined you. I uh, the top two have not been memed. Uh, they are. Neither good performers like Kelsey Grammer or Terry Crews, nor do they fit the bill like Chuck Norris. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two has been oft mentioned on this podcast, though. It is Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> uh, I have to imagine this was like a new blood initiative where it's like the Expendables are... Was he in three? I believe it was three, yeah. Okay. Uh, the Expendables are getting quite old, and we need new ones for later, and Liam Hemsworth is like kind of an action star if you squint. He turns sideways like he's been in action films, but 
I mean, he is the, he is the standard bearer for uh, replacement level on this podcast. So, uh, Liam, you are being replaced yeah, by sorry. everyone except for the most expendable expendable. Can't wait. Uh, oh, wait. I know who it is. You know that it is Kellen Lutz? No. Uh, I guess you're not doing Mel Gibson. I uh, no, I himself. Yeah, no, I uh, I chose to just not uh, not not venture into that. Uh, but Kellen Lutz was an expendable Twilight. Uh, yeah, he appeared in uh, appeared in Twilight, and then later in Expendables three, uh, and just like what what the hell is this? He's not a he's not an action guy even like. He doesn't play one on TV like Liam Hemsworth does. No, but does. he does have the looks of it. He's just like a, you know, kind of dorky looking big guy. I guess, but like so many people, like so many Hollywood people, yeah, look like Kellen Lutz does. That's true. But have also been in so- some kind of action film. Like we're tr- we're trying we're trying to accumulate action stars here, and this guy was in the Twilights, and I. A Hercules movie. Yeah, he was Tarzan. in a Hercules movie and a Tarzan movie. He voiced Tarzan. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, no, it was both. Oh. He voiced oh, Tarzan the of, he and then the he was in The Legend of Hercules yeah, as Hercules. I yeah. uh, but just like a, a complete completely wrong in every way. Sure. Uh he's not old and he's not an action star and he is completely expendable. You know it's not in the top five. Expendables four. Yeah, that was uh, a yeah, uh, second weekend, and it's we'll talk about that later, I presume. Yep. Uh, but for now, what is in the top five? A lot of new releases, not Let's a lot of room it. for the Expendables. Uh, number one is Paw Patrol, the yep. Mighty Movie, yep. followed by Saw X, The Creator, The Nun Two, and The Blind. I think it's very funny that we. I tweeted this out. I feel like a big, big dumb idiot. Yesterday, I was like. Oh, it's not called Saw X. It's Saw 10. We didn't call it Saw VI. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's just Saw 10. They're just doing the Roman numerals thing. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> Listen, this completely I completely blew my mind I yesterday. Mean, we're I both f- we're both wrong cuz it's called Socks. I felt like the biggest idiot. I was like, "Oh, right. They did this for six movies." <laughs> yeah, uh, but like X is X is different. X sure. is different than VI. It just is. It's sure. fine to call it X if we want. I, uh, but yes, it is called Socks though. Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. The Mighty Movie uh, came in at number one. Opened with twenty three million dollars. Yeah, it's a big, big opening. Um, it's uh, over. I think the last one made like twelve to fourteen, and also premiered on Paramount Plus at the same time. So this is especially uh, impressive. And the kids were out in full effect. We saw uh, Saw on Friday, and guess what? Packed with children. Not Saw, but the lobby. Yeah, the movie theater. And Late at night. Yeah, and we were, it was like 8.30, 8 o'clock we walked in. We were like, oh, there's so many people here, and they're all children. Um, it was wild. And, yeah, it's a huge hit. They did a great job of marketing it however they marketed it. I feel like we saw we saw like three trailers for it, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, big hit. Yeah. And, and- uh, it's going to do well i think it's the first big kids movie since teenage Mutant ninja turtles which was two months ago at this point nearly two months ago so again just kudos to that marketing team and for paramount they have a franchise on their hands what's really convenient for them 
uh, with the Paw Patrol franchise is that not only is it just like an immensely popular thing Mm -hmm. with uh, young people, but it's very well suited to like adding a movie genre premise. Sure. Like, you know, I I think, gonna say i think of other popular kid shows i know one other popular kid show and it's bluey and like i don't know have you ever seen any bluey what uh yeah i mean it's it's i don't know you seen any bluey uh yeah i know uh, i have enough cousins that have like baby children Uh, around children sometimes yeah but also it's just like people say like you know bluey is is just one of the best written shows on TV, not just for kids, I'm but so sure. of anything. I, uh, and it's very nice, but like you can't make like what if Bluey gets superpowers? Right. It's not really what they're doing there. It's just kind of like a nice dog family that talks about their problems. Uh, but Paw Patrol is already like a superhero group, basically, yeah. except they're they just have jobs Cops or something. Yeah. Uh, and now like it's it's so easy to be like, yeah, what if there's an asteroid? And they get they can fly now. Yeah, and, that, and wouldn't now, that be cool for five year olds? And guess what? It was. Yeah, it's it's just they it, all liked it. It fits right there. Uh, it has a cinema score. It's going to hold really well. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. You know, the two year turnaround I think is really smart, and uh, maybe push one out next year. I don't know. Yeah, especially with the first one being like still a a COVID movie. Yeah, September twenty twenty one. I think it was September, but yeah, twenty twenty one certainly. Yeah, this is this is a nice bump and uh, good for family movie going because family movies just even animated ones don't aren't doing so well. Yeah, yeah. I good news. Getting away from families for a bit. Socks. Saw families X, and Saw, saw Ten. I think there's a found family at the end of it. Sure. Uh, that opens to eighteen million dollars yes. this weekend. Uh, the highest since Saw. Three D. So bigger than Jigsaw, which was the attempted reboot seven years after Saw 3D, and then bigger than Spiral, which came out in May 21. Um, and a really good number. Some people had tracking at 20, and I was like, I think this is 13, 14, you know, if they're yeah. lucky. Like, I just didn't think the buzz was there. But, and also they, they uh, and I, I get it. I mean, the other ones. Oh, so here's what's interesting is I kept, I kept seeing in like March that test screenings were going phenomenally. Yeah, that people were really responding, giving it high marks, and Lionsgate was super excited about it. But then they held the critical reviews um, till the day before, which I do get. None of them have been fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. None of them have been particularly well reviewed. So I get the idea to just hold it, just in case. Like, well, the fans like it, but and we like it, but who, who knows, sure. right? But what do I always say about like nostalgia and about you know just film consensus in general? Uh, nostalgia is very powerful. It's just that people who uh, people who were um, 10, 14 when Saw came out are now writing the reviews for Saw X. Yeah. And so they're fans. And like it is, a, you know, a good movie. So that helps. But like, let's be real. If this was like the second Saw movie to come out, it'd probably be like a 60 in 2005, you know? Yeah. But I think that a lot of it has to do with nostalgia. And, like, it's not a bad thing. It got good reviews. They should they, they were surprised. They should have banked on it. They didn't. But um, this is, I think, a pretty great opening. It cost $13 million. Um, I think that they're already talking about other ones. I've seen, like, the writers be like, oh, we have ideas for the next one and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, it's a, I really thought this was just going to crap out at, like, $10 million, $14 million and just be nothing again. 
and I'm excited that there's some buzz for Saw and that it's with this movie. Yeah, it's I good number. I I completely agree. Especially we just had the nun almost make a hundred. It's not like we're starved for horror right now. Right. Uh, and I I definitely think you're right that the the kids who watch Saw are now people who are writing reviews for Saw, and that's part of it. It's also that like it's a very self aware version of Saw. Yeah. And so the critics being equally as self aware of the franchise helps them just like get the jokes, I guess. I I do also think that just our our movie going culture has uh, come to appreciate horror movies a lot more just as sort of uh, like populist entertainment that can be good. I think especially now that we're in the sort of like the post elevated horror uh, time that we're in mm-hmm. like those movies, you know, you're the witch and hereditary and stuff like that came out. And so critics could be like, all right, so like horror movies, horror movies, but like this is quality. Right. And now that I think we've come out the other side of that, we're just all much more ready to say like, well, yeah, it's a, this is just a regular horror movie and it's also quality. Yeah. I, and it is it is well earned, and I'm I'm very glad to hear you say this movie cost like thirteen million dollars. Cost thirteen. I think it's the I, most expensive. No, the most expensive is Spiral twenty. But yeah, all the other ones were around ten, and then 3D was like twelve or something. But yeah, this is thirteen million. Yeah. I would have been very disappointed, but not surprised if you had said that it cost like fifty. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, well, that's what happens all the time. They make a movie that they could have made for thirteen million, but right. somehow they spent fifty on it. And sure. I'm like, what are you doing? Sure. I. Uh, so yeah, that's no. It's a good number. That, that's good stuff, and I I hope it. Uh, I hope it continues. Yeah, I hope it holds up well. I mean, it's got huge competition next week, and I don't know how the Exorcist Believer is going to do. I'm expecting a similar number for that. Like, I don't know what the buzz is for that, but. Um, it, I mean, I think it's just going to get hit by a freight train. And also, it had a B cinema score, which is on the high end for that franchise. I think only a few of them have gotten a B. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the Creator came in next, our third uh, opening weekend, yeah, with $14 weekend, a lot of million. Dollars. Yeah, not not good. It cost 80 Um, They were banking on uh, what people thought was a good uh, teaser trailer. I was never very interested in the story. I just didn't think it sold anything very well, except for the visuals, which were like were very impressive. And people are talking about how it looks great for a movie made, you know, for eighty million dollars and it was like a three thousand dollar camera and shit. Yeah. And that's all cool. General public doesn't give a shit about that. Um there's no star here and I I, I stick by what I said about the story. Just that it was, you know, um you, you, you could ask Middle America what's the creator about, and they'd go, I don't know. And I think that's a problem, you know? the You're banking this on getting people to the theater for visuals, but, like, we get that every other week for visuals. Like, yeah. not that quality or that whatever, but just spectacles we get every week. So you got to do it either on Star Power or Story, and it didn't have the director, and it didn't have the uh, Star Power to do it. So this just makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think there's another thing you can do it on. Like, just make a... Make an exciting trailer. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think the, the trailer for this movie was fine. Uh, it got... It also it, has a 68 on Tomatoes, so, like, it's not even, like... Yeah, sure. I'll, film Twitter likes it more than actual critics. Also, it. ultimately, just, like, you got you got to make a good movie. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I think the trailer for this is fine. I think uh, 
you know, a big a big sci-fi epic like this is going to have a pretty boilerplate story. Uh, and these these stories have been have been used over and over again. We've got we're in the midst of a lot of like gruff guy accompanies yeah. uh, young child uh, to save the world. Uh, you got you got your Mandalorian. You got your uh, your Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just any Pedro Pascal project. Yeah, basically. Uh, and that's that's all well and good and. The the visuals of it were exciting, and it is cool that it's like a an original thing. It is not a Star War, but like I don't know, you just at a certain at a certain point, you see a trailer and you're like, wow, that trailer like just makes me excited. You know, yeah. I think I think back to like Black Panther, as an as an extreme example, because yeah, that was an course. outstanding trailer. The, but, the jewels, the yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but like get some get some good music, get some good like some good cuts, some good lines, like get people excited just by watching the trailer. And then you've got, you've got a little momentum, but if you just keep showing a single fine trailer, like no one's going to give a shit. Yeah. I, I stopped giving a shit before the movie came out. Yeah. I, I was, I was prepared. I was primed to give a shit about the creator. And then like, even for me, it just, it never, it why never is it connected. called the creator? It's about uh, a kid in AI. Yeah, what are you talking that's, about? That's a fine question. It's not. Yeah. It's not a great title. No, uh, it's just yeah. It, a lot it of was set up to fail. This this needed like a low key. We talked about this off mic. It needed like a low key holiday weekend, a President's Day kind of shit, a Labor Day kind of shit. Build as a big movie. Get an extra holiday in there so Sunday isn't as you know uh, front loaded during the day. Yeah, and it didn't have that, and it just this is a pro- and it's people are like this really sucks. This keeps failing. My guys, this would have failed in 2008. This is something like you could see this a mile away, even in 2008, yeah. when more people went to the movies. It just looks like a sci-fi property that is not going to do well. It debuted to less than Ad Astra, and that movie was about like dads or something, uh, and starred Brad Pitt, star power. Yeah, and was really good. If the creator had been really good, I bet it makes uh, more more money. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, coming in at the number four spot, uh, dropping from number one last week was the Nun. It made four point six million dollars. The Nun two, yes, excuse me. Uh, forty five point three percent drop is up to seventy six point seven. Yeah, it sure is. What is it dollars. worldwide? While you got it there, uh, uh, I'll, I'll well, while you look that up. Well, uh, it it's a well, yeah, it's a good drop. I think I honestly don't remember the drop because I was thinking about the worldwide number. Uh, the worldwide number is two hundred and thirty-one million dollars. The nice. drop is forty-five percent. Forty-five against another horror movie is pretty decent. While well, you've been out for a while, um, yeah, it's in its fourth week. It's going to get close to a hundred, and it's a hit. And uh, if you want the uh, the Conjuring to continue, keep the budgets in check, and don't expect you know none or Conjuring numbers again. This is kind of your ceiling now. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's a hit. Yeah, that's good. All you could say. And then number five is The Blind, which opened to $4.1 yeah. million. Dollars. I'm not even going to look it up, but I'm pretty sure it's a faith-based movie about one of the guys from Duck Dynasty. And that's all we have to say about that. What was the Perth Theater average? It was... Uh, uh, the Perth Theater average was two uh, $2,413. Uh, what am I looking at? Uh, Monday. Yeah, here you go. Long before Phil Robertson was a reality TV star, he fell in love and started a family. But Which his demons nice. threatened to tear oh, their lives no. apart. His demons. 
Uh, this is a true story that started a dynasty. So yeah, yeah this does seem to be... It's a Duck be... Dynasty. It's faith-based. Who cares? Yeah. did whatever. Uh, um, it really, really feels like the Duck Dynasty movie should have come out eight years ago. Yeah. I mean, listen, <laughs> it, it we don't talk about it. It's like, who cares? But also... Uh, I think we should finish by mentioning uh, Expendables 4 or Exforables. Yes. Um, the opening was trash, and uh, the drop was what, Noah? 69%. So it's total. Nice. It's total. What, what did it make this week? It made $2.4 million, is up to 13.2. That it, is less than the opening weekend of the third one, which was a flop. It opened in the second spot, and it fell to ninth the fourth, this week. Noah, the fourth one, the third one opened to 15. That's... Uh, which it, was down from the... Upper t- from the mid to upper twenties of the first two. Yeah, and the whole thing was the third one was a flop. It was PG thirteen. This, this is one they're getting R. back to basics and. Yep. Yeah. No, no one cares. Nobody. Sorry, it's over. It. Goodbye. You. You know the tagline, which I think is still a fun tagline, is they'll die when they're dead, and uh, guess what? You're dead. They're dead. Uh, that's all I have. Nothing really milestoney happened. Uh, yeah, things are still kind of kicking. All right. We're getting to crowded. It's going to be crowded though the next month. So. That's uh, that's exciting. I Taylor love. Uh, yeah. On the way. Who knows what the extras will do? They have a trilogy planned. Love October. It's a great time at the movies. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, though, it's time to play everybody's favorite game. Which did it make more or less than? Yeah. We all know how to play. I named three movies. I mean, and you I tell do. me. Yeah, you you do, and I, I do. And I that's... can't speak for other people. Oh, they they know how to play. Oh, all right. I. Uh, well, then, but yeah, just we just just for the new viewers, uh, listeners, I guess. I named three movies. You tell me whether each one made more or less than Insomnia, Little Women, or both. For a bonus point, you can tell me the final gross of each movie within $5 million. All right. Are you ready to play? Hit me. All right. Your first film is Jackass 3D. Jackass 3D. Did that make more than Little Women, less than Insomnia, or between the two? It's either between or more. I'm going to say more. That did make more. You are correct. And then I have to guess what? Uh, the final gross of Jackass 3D within $5 million. 115. 117.2. Yeah, baby. So you're off to a very strong start. We move on to our second film, Oceans 8. Ah, uh, more. That is also more. That is correct. Uh, 140. Uh, right on the nose, yeah. Yeah. All right. Ocean. It's always, it's always shocking when they didn't make a sequel. They were like, oh, it didn't like, you know, blow it out of the water. It's like you opened a 40 and made 140. How what? How are you not making a sequel? But yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good question. It apparently made a, a very, very strong mark on you that I was not anticipating. Uh, your final film is The Strangers. Mm. Less. The Strangers did make less than Insomnia. That I'm is say right. 42. You are forty-two, three for three. There. I'm sorry. What was that number? Forty-two. Forty-two. Yeah. Uh, no, that is. Uh, yeah. Damn. You you missed you missed your perfect game. Uh, Damn. The Strangers made fifty-two. Damn. Point two million dollars. Right. Uh, but still five points All by right. far your strongest showing uh, on this iteration of our game, yeah. and uh, very well done. Thank you. Now, come and gone from a theater near you. Brian, are you ready to go back in time? Oh, could, couldn't be more ready. Can't All right. Wait. We are revisiting 2018, <sighs> the early days of our podcast. Uh, <laughs> we did cover right, this weekend, naturally. That's true. Uh, week 39. This That's is September 28th. Uh, I've got two 
movies here. Bad Times of the El Royale. No. Uh, oh, man, I wish that movie was going to be good. Two movies. Yes. Did you wish it was going to be good? Yeah. Uh, two <laughs> movies that we saw. Um, I'm pretty sure you've seen. I didn't see either of these movies. Oh, uh, you haven't seen either of them. Wow. No, I believe you've seen the number one opener, and I doubt you've seen the second one. All right, give me some clues then. All right. Uh, first Goosebumps. A, uh, no. Damn. Clock with a house in its dick. Uh, <laughs> that was the last week. Oh, damn it. Uh, All right. So your first, uh, your first one's a comedy. Night School? Yes. I have seen Night School. I thought so. Any uh, good? No. No. Ben Schwartz is in it. He's got like a decent role in it. I, I'm glad. I'm glad he got a check. Yeah. Um. Night School. Twenty four. Twenty seven. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well done. So that was the number one. Okay. Uh, number two is an animated film. Family film. Storks. No. Damn. Oh. Uh. Uh. Zendaya is in it. Oh man, is that this Zendaya one? Zendaya is Michi. Uh, Zendaya is Michi. Smallfoot. Yeah, there you go. That wow. is that one. Wow. That is that one. Uh, LeBron James was in that. Yeah, he was uh, Gwangi. <laughs> Danny DeVito <laughs> was Dorky. And LeBron James was Gwangi. <laughs> That's a great. We'll watch that. That was great. Um, Eighteen. I I've navigated a way to get their names. Uh, Smallfoot made twenty three. Okay, all right, yeah, good for you, Smallfoot. Un- underestimating the power of Michi. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, nothing. Uh, yeah, nothing else going on. Hellfest came out and this week. Do you remember Hellfest? People, well, there's one person on Twitter who I follow that really uh, speaks for that movie. Okay, so I'd like to watch it. It's a great premise. All right, yeah. Let's. Do you I remember? Mean, let's, you remember the premise? It's like an amusement park or something. Yeah, or it's like, like a, a it's like a it's a like carnival. a. Uh, no, I think it's just like it, it might be that, but it, yeah, it's like Six Flags. Uh, what are their nights called? The uh, yeah, the uh, Haunted Kingdom. No, I, I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's like Universal Haunted, oh, Universal yeah. Horror Nights. But if some and people like run at you with knives and scare you, but someone's actually killing somebody. Okay, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, let's add it to the list it's for a great October. premise. It's a great premise. I'm, I'll write it on our list. Perfect. Um, yeah. Oh, I have to guess what that made. Uh no, I was Eight. I was I was just shouting Eight. it out. It made five. Oh. Uh and yeah, that was a uh, that was it. Oh, this did see the limited release of Free Solo. Remember that okay. movie? Yeah, made seventy three thousand dollars per theater. Wow, it's only four, but still. Wow, that's uh, really high per the theater. old man and the gun. Yeah, that was okay. That was David Lowry. Yeah, Robert Redford's last performance. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, that's uh, that's that's all we got. Well, I think that's it, Noah. Plug us up. Recommend a movie. We, whatever we do first. Well, we've got we've got one one more thing we want to throw in for the people there. A little. Uh, oh yeah. A little hint of what's to come. Uh, go ahead. We you, have. You can uh, do it. Yeah. So we've been. Uh, it's it's Halloween time. You know, it's coming up. Past few years, we've uh, we've celebrated in a few different ways. Uh, a couple of years ago, we had a, a sort of movie exchange. Uh, for flick or treat is the uh, the series we do where uh, some guests came on to show us a movie we offered them back a similar movie a few weeks later last week uh, to celebrate the release of halloween ends we did a retrospective of the entire halloween franchise yes 
uh, very, very interesting. The, the franchise is interesting. I don't want to speak for our retrospective. I liked it. No, it was great. Uh, Critically claimed. <laughs> yeah, we, we won a couple of awards for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, uh, or this year, rather, this week, Saw came out. Uh, Saw X, Saw X, Saw 10. Saw 10. And uh, we went back and looked and at guess the what? entire... We sure have seen 10. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, seen, we've seen it. We've seen them all now. I, some of us hadn't seen some of them prior to doing this. Uh, Maybe Noah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I had not seen most of them prior to doing this, so that was very interesting. Uh, and we've got uh, we've got a few uh, a few guests coming by to talk saw with us. We've broken it down into the sort of eras like we did last year. Yeah, and it's all going to be uh, leading Four up to editions. Our discussion of uh, of Saw X in a few Which weeks will be the weekend of uh, Halloween. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, I think it's really it's been really fun and really interesting, and um, it uh, we got four editions. This next one next week is the first edition of Flicker Treat, where we are watching Saw one, two, and three, kind of uh, Lee Wannell's uh, original trilogy of right. Saw movies. So that'll be next week if you want to watch those. They're breezy ninety minutes. And um, we go on from there. The next week will be Saw 4, 5, and 6, which kind of close the middle trilogy. And then we have the one-offs. We have, uh, in the third edition, Saw 3D, or Saw the Final Chapter, which closed the seven-year, seven-movie franchise. And then Jigsaw, which came out uh, ten years after Saw 3D. And then Spiral, which tried to reboot it with Chris Rock in 2021. And then the week after that, the fourth one, we will talk about Saw tense you have that amount of time to watch it and uh get into some horror movies um let's lead into that as a transition do you have any movies to recommend the folks for this week slash weekend yeah so this is going to be a little bit of a cheat uh because i'm not picking a specific movie but october is truly my favorite time to go to the theater Mm -hmm. because in addition to like you know some some award stuff starts trickling out some of the big prestige movies here or there i yeah, and that's that's like a big a big ticket example, but also like all the all the scary movies start coming back to theaters here and there. AMC showing the original Exorcist. You got the Exorcist sequel coming out. Yeah, the uh, AMC is also uh, bringing back a couple of A twenty four movies here and that's there. That's right. They're doing they have a partnership with A twenty four. Yeah, like The Witch, X, Midsummer, mm-hmm. Under the Skin, all going to be back in theaters. Uh, really want to check out Under the Skin theaters. Uh, by the way, just throwing that out there. Uh, and yeah, there's just, there's gotta be something nearby. Uh, maybe you, you get, you get to go see the exorcist or maybe like Texas chainsaw, the original Halloween. Yeah. Last year we saw Texas chainsaw in a theater again. It was great. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I, I love doing that shit and I'm, I'm very excited for whatever's it's the way the movies were meant to be seen. And since we actually don't have a time machine, it is a way to see them as if you were there when they came out. Yeah. And you get to see them on the big screen with a crowd. And isn't that so terrific? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a great one. I am going to uh, spoil a little bit and say go see Saw 10. It's great. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a good movie. And uh, it's a, a wonderful kickoff to a spooky season. So go see Saw 10 if you got the stomach for it. And you probably do. I don't know. It's got some crazy shit in there. Who knows? Yeah, but it's like it's like a fun version. I it's watched not... Gerald's Game as I told you, and like yeah. I remembered the hand scene being so much worse than it was. Okay, just, I really have become desensitized to this shit. 
like I, you know, angst I'm fine with, and you're like, you know, having an existential crisis watching angst. I'm and, just repulsed by it, as right? All. And like, I'm not, and I think that it's it's a very weird thing that I probably should discuss in therapy. But like, I watched the hand scene in in uh, Gerald's game, and I was just like, oh, that is gross. But like, that's it. And sure. I remember we were just going like, oh no, the whole time. Yeah, and it's also much quicker than I remember. So. Um, yeah, if you have the summer for it, saw saw tens fun. And go see it with a buddy and you can like, you know, push each other when gross stuff happens. Yeah, which it will. Uh all right, plug us up. All right, you can come find us at what's in the box We are on X sawx.com at WitboxOffice. Nice. I am on SawX at Noah Druki. I'm at Brian Deserber, D A S U R B E R. Uh, that is also uh, it's your, also me on Letterbox. Yeah, Thank your you. Letterbox where you can uh, follow. Just our, bought out by somebody. Yeah, they're gonna tiny. Add, they're gonna add TV shows, which that, I think is completely wrong. Uh, yeah, make a separate app. That'd be great. Or just like make a separate list. Like when you click onto my profile, it says how many movies I watched, uh-huh. and then below that, how many shows. Yeah. Then fine, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's. We'll see how they do it. It's bad. Yeah. I. Of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Apple Podcasts. You hear fucking Google Podcasts is going away now, too? No. Yeah, it's turning into, like, YouTube music. Oh. Like, guys, I have a very specific cadence to the services that we're on. You (laughs) took away Stitcher. Now you're taking away Google Podcasts, which is the one I use. We both lost uh, or or are losing our podcast. Well, I'll show you uh, the one that I have, um, which seems fine for now. Sure. I wherever wherever you listen, we're there yeah. until that Aww. service goes away. Then we'll be somewhere else. Wherever you listen, we're there. All right. Next week, uh, the Exorcist Believer comes out. Has it been too long? Does anybody care if the trailer's not made it seem interesting? Is the lack of star power going to hurt it? Uh, is it a brand? I don't know. I we're can. Good- I can answer all of those questions. I uh, yes, yes, no. I don't remember the yes. order of the questions that you're answering. It has been too long. I uh-huh. uh, it's I don't remember either. The trailers are good, but the other stuff is bad. Is um, is is my answer? Is it a brand? They're trying to make it a trilogy. They have another one slotted for like next year, or the year after, like March, I think, like an eight month thing. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. We'll see, but uh, I'm excited for it. And uh, how hard will Saw 10 drop? What will Exorcist the Believer do? Plus, Flicker Treat starts. Tune in next week. This has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. I've been your host, Noah. We'll see you next time. And until then, go see a movie.